0: Today's episode is brought to you in part by Logos. Logos combines digital books with intelligent software to help you study the Bible deeply. Do word studies with one click, search for virtually anything in your Bible, and enjoy dozens of features that help you see more in Scripture. Right now, you can find my book, Virtuous Persuasion, A Theology of Christian Mission, as well as get a listener discount on Logos by visiting logos.com slash mnebauer. That's logos.com slash mnebauer. Why did Jesus scale a mountain to give this sermon? And what is the importance of mountains in the Bible? What is the posture we should take as we approach this great teaching of Jesus? Welcome to This We Believe, the podcast where we explain the essential texts of the Christian faith. My name is Dr. Michael Niebauer. Today, we begin season four of This We Believe, where we'll be going line by line through the Sermon on the Mount, the great teaching of Jesus in Matthew chapters five through seven. The first line of Matthew 5, says that when Jesus saw a large crowd gathering to listen to him, he went up to a mountain, sat down, and began to teach. Now, this specific location of a mountain tells us about the significance of Jesus' teaching within the context of the Bible as a whole. In the Bible, mountains are locations where human beings encounter God. They are meeting places between God and humanity. We see this in the very beginning of the Bible, The home of Adam and Eve is a mountain called Mount Eden. It is on this specific mountain that they enjoyed a personal relationship with God. When Adam and Eve fell into sin, they fell off of this mountain. They were cast out of Eden and out of God's presence. The whole story of the Bible involves God making a way for Adam and Eve's descendants, humankind, to get back onto the mountain. God calls Abraham up mountains to re-enter into a relationship with him. He calls Moses up Mount Sinai in order to help to form Israel into the people of God. In the New Testament, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John up to Mount Tabor so that they can encounter God's glory through him. Finally, the end of the Bible shows that heaven and earth come together on Mount Zion. Here, Christians will physically see Jesus and embrace him and experiencing full relational intimacy on a mountain. In addition to being the meeting place between God and humanity, mountains are also places where God instructs human beings. When God meets with humans on mountains, he gives them teachings on how to live life with him. On Mount Eden, this teaching came in the form of one simple command. God told Adam and Eve to not eat of the tree of knowledge. Of course. Adam and Eve disobeyed this teaching and were sent off the mountain. Later on in the Bible, when God moves to restore his relationship with humankind, he calls Israel to surround another mountain, Mount Sinai, where he proceeds to give them more detailed instructions in the form of the Ten Commandments. On Mount Eden, only one command was needed. But now, human beings had become so distant from God that they needed more detailed instructions. This should resonate with anyone who has been a parent. When a child is lovingly listening to their parent, few rules need to be handed out. However, if a child consistently disobeys, the parent will find themselves having to give out specific instructions on how the child should eat and share, how they should treat their friends, and how they should clean up their toys. Likewise, the sin of humankind meant that they no longer clearly understood how to follow God. It was no longer intuitive they needed detailed instructions to learn how to love God in every aspect of their lives. This is one of the main purposes of the Ten Commandments. While one commandment was needed on Eden, ten are needed on Sinai. These Ten Commandments were given through a loud shout from God from the top of Sinai. Because of their sin, the Israelites had to stand far away from God, hearing his thunderous voice and trembling. Now, When Jesus stands up to give the Sermon on the Mount, he stands within this great tradition of God teaching his people on Eden and Sinai. But you will notice in Matthew 5 verse 1 a key difference between Jesus' sermon and the giving of the Ten Commandments. Jesus invites his followers to scale the mountain and sit next to him as he gives this teaching. Rather than hearing the voice of God from afar, the crowd is invited to personally encounter God, to see the giver of the 10 commandments up close and personal. In a sense, the crowd is being invited to meet the author of the 10 commandments and the author of all biblical teaching, Jesus. We can always understand a written text better when we know the author. We've all had situations where we misunderstand a friend's text message. Sometimes a sentence that was meant as a joke is taken literally as an insult. Or other times, a request for help is misinterpreted as a demand. In these situations, a face-to-face conversation usually clears up any misunderstandings. The author of the text can unpack the meaning of their statements, dispelling any confusion, and helping to reestablish relational bonds. One of the ways we can look at the Sermon on the Mount is as an opportunity for the followers of God to climb the mountain and hear the author of the Bible explain and unpack the meaning of the Bible. Throughout the Gospel accounts, we see Jesus frequently interacting with people who misunderstand the Ten Commandments and misread the teachings of the Old Testament. He encounters individuals who seem to obey all of the teachings, but miss out on the most important teaching, to love God and love others. He encounters others who have added onto God's teachings, creating unnecessary burdens for others. He also encounters individuals who have abandoned God's teachings and who are looking for Jesus to cancel the Old Testament law. For these reasons and other reasons, Jesus climbs the mountain and gives to us the definitive interpretation of the Old Testament. He wants to clarify all biblical teaching for us so that we might better understand how to live a full and joyful life lived in obedience to God. Christians believe that every single one of Jesus' teachings are words of life, meant to bring more of God's love in goodness into our hearts for many of us however the specific teachings of the sermon on the mount can also be challenging in it there are some of the most demanding and difficult teachings that christians encounter jesus's command to turn the other cheek his invitation to radically forgive others and his stringent teaching on marriage and divorce clash with our modern sensibilities as we continue through Matthew chapters five through seven, how can we receive these teachings well? My suggestion is that we read the Sermon on the Mount. We, we take the posture of a student encountering an expert teacher. As a jazz musician in high school, I had the opportunity to attend a master class from the famous jazz trumpeter, Wynton Marsalis. Since I loved jazz and was eager to improve as a musician, I listened eagerly to his instructions and corrections. His teachings were at times encouraging, but at other times challenging and demanding. But I desired to listen to his vice out of a firm belief that he knew more about music than I would ever know. Jesus is the perfect teacher and the master instructor of all of human life. Jesus is not just the author of the Ten Commandments. He is also the author of human life itself. So he knows what is best for us in every and all situations. As such, we should approach his teachings ready to receive with joy every single one of them, whether those teachings are encouraging or challenging. In so doing, we trust that the results will be a fuller relationship with God and deeper and richer relationships with others. As we continue this season of This We Believe, I invite you to climb up the mountain with me to encounter Jesus. I invite you to meet the author of all of the Bible's teachings. And I invite you to ascend this mountain as a student encountering the perfect teacher of life. I'd like to thank you for joining me today on This We Believe. If you have enjoyed this episode, I'd ask that you tell one other friend about us. This will go a long way in helping us reach others. If you'd like to connect further, please visit our Facebook page, at this we believe podcast, our Twitter at we underscore believe underscore pod. And if you have a question you'd like answered, please send us an email at this we believe podcast at gmail.com. Take care and God bless.